Welcome back to Rome Boys. On this episode, we welcome to the upper room Father Mitch Pacwa. Bienvenido. Howdy. <laughs> 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 I'd say welcome to Texas, but you're already too comfortable here. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, we've had the great pleasure of spending a couple of days with you, Father, uh, hunting on my cousin's ranch out south of here in Eden. Uh, you got yourself a red stag. That's my first one, and it's one of the few I've ever actually seen. You don't oh. see too many red stag, except in hunting videos from New Zealand, where they're right. enormous. Right. Yeah. But um, and, and I, uh, they're a beautiful critter, and tasty. <laughs> <laughs> but this this was a a call buck. Mm. Um, uh, for those who don't hunt, to, you call out certain bucks that aren't going to give a good genetics to the, uh, the females that they breed, and so that's that's what I was doing. It was kind of a help to the herd to make it stronger and healthier yeah you're doing my cousin a favor so i'm sure he appreciates that you know, well he, 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 he did me a favor because it was also just a lot of fun to be out there it was uh, looking for the the right one because you don't just see something and shoot you know yeah. you sure. don't see a, you never never just see a bush shaking and then shoot could be one of my kids or yeah, yeah. You know, a pet <laughs> or, or more importantly one of the cattle hey very true for sure see that's why you know keep it real he's in texas and you get it <laughs> it was yeah, a blessing so. to have mass with you as well so yes it was a, yeah, yeah yeah well it was uh, you know when when i go out to hunt um i always bring my mass kit you know uh, my superiors knew that i needed a car but my my last vehicle had a cracked engine block, and so oh, that's not good. Yeah. No, don't, don't get very far with that. No. Nope, 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 nope. So uh, wanted to get me a little Corolla, and I said to him, that's useless to me. Yes. I can barely get a dead pig in there, yet alone a deer. I need a truck. You saw but, me drive up in my Corolla and barely made it. So. Yeah, that's it. And so... Um, you know, having uh, having a truck, I also bring not only what I need to hunt with, but also my mass kit. And um, you know, always, always, everywhere I go, we celebrate mass, yeah. and that's that's to me daily daily mass is just essential. Absolutely, Absolutely. Sure. yeah. It was it was it was awesome being yes. in the audience of three people in the mass and looking out over your shoulder, and I see. Uh, zebra and you know, wildebeest. Uh, wildebeest. Yeah. Yeah. Where that are we? Great. Yeah, yeah, that was great. This uh, is West Texas. Yeah. No, horned well, this, scimitar. Well, this is another thing that a lot of folks don't understand about hunters. Red stag were in pretty high danger. Were in their oh. home turf of Europe, right? And then there are a lot of other critters that are also endangered. They had uh, scimitar oryx, yeah. very ancient animal. As a matter of fact, uh, when you look mm. at the hunting camps of Neanderthals, 
they were hunting oryx. Oh yeah. Uh, way back, yeah. you know, um, three hundred thousand years ago. Wow. Because wow. you know, uh, Neanderthals predate Homo sapiens. They're not our uh, <laughs> lineage. Right. They're not our lineage. <laughs> they're not. They're, they're a different group. But they. Uh, well, they were going extinct in their native countries. Yeah, and, until and, they came to Texas, and, and now they're thriving. Exactly. Yeah. You know that uh, there were a few Arabian oryx that got into Israel, and they sent them over to the United States, and now they're flourishing. Yes. They're almost all gone. Hmm. Oryx, the, not orcs, from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. It looks like meats back on our menu, boy. No so way. Oh, God. And <laughs> no, not orcs, and not. Orec vacuum cleaners. <laughs> These are different. They're tastier than your vacuum cleaners. That's true. Yeah. It's anything like what gets into mine. So this is. I appreciate um, you saying that. I mean, you know, but it's true with all these beasts. And zoos have breeding programs, but when they have too many, and other zoos don't need them, they just put them to sleep. Yeah. Oh my. Now they're selling them to ranchers, oh. and increasing the herds of these different critters that. Are at risk, and 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 in fact, Texas A and M, bless them, because they have a great, great veterinary school, mm-hmm. and also a program for not only farm animals but for wild animals, yes. exotics. For yeah, exotics. Uh, well, exotics and native. You know, they oh, just okay. take care of all the yeah, all the wild animals, and leading vets. They keep a record of what is endangered how endangered yeah. and this helps the ranchers who raise these exotics to know what to increase what not to kill some mm. of them you can't shoot right until the herd gets back mm. and then the hunting is what finances care for these exotics yes you yes. don't charge admission to a ranch yeah. Right. Yeah. Not yet. No. Yeah. They haven't been federalized yet. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, but the, the, it's the hunting that finances the feeding and care and the the breeding programs for these different critters. Hmm. A lot of folks have no clue yeah. about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. But in countries where they are not allowed to be hunted, they're extinct. Yes. And where they're allowed to be hunted, there is this motive namely hunting, mm. to maintain the herd what a, and keep diversity going. You know, this is kind of a paradigm because it, if there's a value on that animal, even a monetary one, uh, they're, they're more coveted and cared for. And, yep. and that's kind of, a I say, a paradigm because yes. a lot of people don't understand that concept. They think, oh, you're making money on these animals. Well, it's preserving their entire existence. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, I think maybe some people who look at the hunting world and the idea of capitalistic ideology, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and they're trying to mesh the two together. But um, I, I love it from your perspective, Father, because uh, you're a Jesuit and, you know, it's uh, the mission of the Jesuit is reconciliation to God through God, humanity and the environment. Right. Is it not? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it, the, the core of it goes to St. Ignatius' opening of the spiritual exercises. The spiritual exercises are a 30-day retreat Mm. that St. Ignatius developed out of his own two years as a hermit. Mm. After his initial conversion, he had been wounded at the Battle of Pamplona. It was just Uh. 500 years ago in um, May of 
2021. So it was in May of 1521 that he was wounded. Cannonball shot right between his legs, nicked him, and didn't, but if it had hit his leg, it would have taken it off. Um, But it nicked him and broke the leg. And um, that uh, recuperation time is when he experienced conversion. It took two years to recuperate. Mm -hmm. The French enemies that had shot the cannonball so admired his courage that they carried him to the Loyola Castle in a litter. Huh. They, but unfortunately, it start it set before they could set it. You know, it, 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 no, the, oh, the yeah. you can't yeah. heal the, the bones healed yeah. sure. before they could set it properly mm-hmm. with the doctor, mm-hmm. and it had a bump in it. And if you remember, men used to wear these long hose, these long socks, yeah, and and shorter trousers, um, you know, that mm-hmm. that just went to their thigh, and so there was a bump in. Ignatius was something of a ladies' man. Hello, ladies' man? Yeah, you got the ladies' man. Now, what's your query? Uh And he didn't think that bump was quite so attractive. Mm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He was was pretty vain by his Mm. own admission. Mm. He prided himself on having really neatly cut fingernails and Uh. stuff like that. Back when they were cutting fingernails with a sheep shear, you know, with scissors. And so he, uh, he he really groomed himself, and you know was known as a ladies' man. Um, apparently, one of our historians said he even had a child, but wasn't oh, quite married yeah. to the mother. Huh. Uh, so yeah, you know, there's the Augustine kind of story there. Yes, yeah. and so um, during that recuperation, he had a really bad fever from the infection. He had the doctors go in. And saw that piece of bone off. Now remember, there's no anesthetic. That's a gotta hurt. <laughs> right. Oh and my. Oh. This, this this is a wake. You know, maybe a good shot of brandy or something. But yeah, that was it. Yeah, tough guy. Yeah. <laughs> and it still didn't look quite right. But it got infected, of course. Oh, yeah. Because they didn't understand bacteria and germs. Yeah. So he had a bad fever from that wound. And during the fever, Our Lady and St. Peter appeared to him mm. in his room. Mm. And it's um, that's when he started to have his conversion. Also, uh, his he asked his sister-in-law, because his brother was now Lord of the Manor. Uh, he was the 11th son, so you know the, he wasn't going to yeah. inherit anything right. <laughs> other than what he won in war and stuff and from, oh, the, right. from the emperor. So... He, um, his, his sister-in-law, uh, he asked for some books about chivalry and battles and fights and stuff. And they didn't. Ha- he said, "I don't have any of those, but I got a life of the saints and a life of Christ." Yes. Mm. Um, he wasn't interested for a long time. But he got <laughs> so bored <laughs> yeah. that he, he started reading that, and that's when he also noticed that as I thought about fights and battles and strategy and pretty damsels who I would put in distress like I did the last one or, <laughs> or whatever. The, um, he said, I felt I enjoyed that, but then it left me flat. Uh-huh. But then when I thought about the different saints and I thought about the life of Christ, I felt same joy, mm-hmm. but it lasted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he, it took him a number of months to notice that pattern 
And then he said, oh, this is where the real joy is, mm-hmm. and this is pseudo. Consolation, desolation, yep. the first stages yep. of that, yeah. And so, and, and he had that conversion with the vision of Our Lady and uh, of St. Peter. So when he did heal up, saddled up an old mule mm-hmm. and rode over to make a pilgrimage at uh, Montserrat, which is a shrine of Our Lady, one mm-hmm. of the awesome. many black Madonnas in Europe. Oh, yeah. Do you know why they're black? No. You know what that is mm, in the Bible? It's mm, mm. oh. in your Bible. Okay. <laughs> because there's a line in the Song of Songs that says, I am black but beautiful. Ah. Oh. And so they apply the Song of Songs. St. Bernard of Clairvaux, who was the originator of chivalry. Mm. He was also an old soldier. Mm-hmm. Not old, okay. he was a young soldier, actually, yeah. in his 20s. But as a soldier, he tried to combine being a soldier with Christian faith, and he was the one who came up with chivalry. Wow. Okay. The originator wow. of that. And uh, the, the chivalrous knight, because remember, yeah, yeah. in, in St. Bernard's Day, they were just getting over being barbarians. Right, <laughs> right, right. And they yeah. hadn't quite gotten over all of it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little bit of it. So he, Ignatius, saw the saints and Our Lady as members of the royal court of Christ mm-hmm. and Christ as the king. And so he took that and so he went to Our Lady of Montserrat, uh, where this this image of the Black Madonna still is still yeah, there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um they uh he left his sword there and his clothes took out, exchanged his clothes with a beggar, uh like Francis. Mm-hmm. Again he, and he had read that yeah you know in the life sure. of Francis uh-huh. uh in that book of the lives of the saints and um, he imitated that and uh, became a hermit. There's one little story about bad discernment uh, as he's going on his way over there. Um, he came up on a Muslim because, remember, Spain had been ruled by right. Muslims yeah. for a good 700 years, and there were still a few around. And this Muslim was riding a horse as he's on his mule. And the Muslim made an untoward comment about the Blessed Mother. And that was insulting. Yeah. And so Ignatius gave, said, Lord, I'm going to give free rein to my mule. If the mule follows the path the Muslim took, I'll kill him tonight. <laughs> if it doesn't, I'll go on to Montserrat. <laughs> like Balaam's ass, his mule had good sense. <laughs> <laughs> took him to Our Lady. And he realized years later that was not the way yeah. you discern right. God's will. Uh, Leaving it up to a mule. Live and learn. And make you the dumbass. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's a, a, a story in the Quran. It's interesting you, you talk about that because it's uh, the, in English it's uh, tie up your camel uh, and leave the rest to God. Because... Um, uh, a guy walked in. A Muslim walked into a, a shop, and the guy said, "Hey, your Muslim, your, your your camel's not tied up outside." And he's like, "Oh, God will take care of it." Mm-hmm. Um, and yet he's like, "Oh no, tie up your camel, then leave the rest to God. You got to mm-hmm. do your part, right?" Yep, right. yep. there you, you go. Use your logic. So you discernment. That'd be an interesting way of evangelizing. What'd you say about my mama? <laughs> <laughs> well, I my think... donkey led me here. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> <laughs> So, so in after he had left his sword and clothes 
you know, gave his coat to the beggar and left his sword at, after an all-night vigil, like knights do. Knight, mm -hmm. That was one of the things right. that St. Bernard did. Mm -hmm. You go to a chapel of Our Lady, mm -hmm. and you place your sword there in an all-night vigil. He made that all-night vigil, and then took up the livery of Christ mm -hmm. instead of the livery of the, king, the human kings. Mm -hmm. If he took up the livery of the emperor, Charles V, at that time, yeah. it would have been with the, the signs of royalty and of mm. Castile and Aragon and all that stuff. Yeah. But he took the livery of Christ, which is the clothes of a beggar. And he went over um, to this cave uh, at Manresa, not too far away, asked the Dominican to be a spiritual director. And he went through lots of struggles. Mm -hmm. You know, he had scrupulosity yes. and a variety of other difficulties. Um, but in that process, he you know, grew in holiness, and that was, the, his experiences there as he wrote them down were the basis for writing down the spiritual exercises. Mm -hmm. ah. And, you know, he, he didn't write with, you know, the eloquence of a well-educated man. He wrote mm -hmm. basic, simple language mm -hmm. um, to the point, and that, that was it. And he kept refining that over the next years till he died in 1556. But, um, uh, 56 or, yeah 56 and so he, he kept on that refinement and um that becomes the basis of a 30-day retreat mm -hmm. every jesuit makes twice in his life okay once at in novitiate mm -hmm. um in your first year as a novice and before you take your final vows or your first vows and then again after about 10 15 years or so uh, before you take your final vows. So you've it done again. it twice? Yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. And have you directed any? Yes, I have. Mm -hmm. Yes, I have mm -hmm. directed a number of people in, in the spiritual exercises. Mm -hmm. It's a great experience. I was it in is. a seminary to a three-day, eight-day, and a 30-day. It'll yeah. change your life. Yeah, yeah, it is. It really is. It really is. And, um, and Ignatius got into trouble uh, because after he was a hermit, he realized that he wanted to share this with others. Spanish Inquisition was a little uh, nervous. They're a little, um, yeah. um, not, I don't want to say trigger happy. It was uh. more um, <laughs> axe happy. Oh, I didn't expect the Spanish Inquisition. Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. uh -huh. And so they... Um, and Ignatius is saying, set the world on fire, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. That's pretty bold. And yeah. they were afraid that he was a prophet. Now, they would investigate what he said, yes. investigate his writing, and always find him innocent. But they said, mm, you can't do this. You're not a priest. Mm -hmm. uh. And so he started to study. Went to grammar school mm -hmm. and was studying with the first graders wow. to learn Latin. He knew he could write Spanish, but he couldn't write Latin. So he went to first grade, and he was already about 30 years old. Wow. Yeah, because uh, he, he was born in 1491 and 92. Talk about that's a humbling experience. Yes. You're a 30-year-old man, and I'm going to go spend... Well, there's David. a whole movie about this. It's called Billy Madison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never saw that. Adam Sandler. Eh, don't, don't, don't watch it. Yeah, <laughs> not, a, not a highly recommended movie. Right. <laughs> no. Never mind. Unless you have some time that you want to waste. Well, what is it nice to do at recess with all these little first grades? <laughs> Now you're all in big, big trouble. Oh, no! 
<laughs> I think 16th century recess was a little bit different than today. <laughs> I bet so. <laughs> you know, uh, so, uh, but he would still give retreats. And so eventually he realized uh, Spain is not a good place for me. The Inquisition is just too hot yeah. on my case. So he went to Paris. Oh, yes. Mm. And yes. studied at the University of Paris. And his went from first grade to a university. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, he, he he finished enough Latin to get over. Oh, good, they, good. they didn't have the same kind of yeah system process. Sure. So sure. Uh, so, but his roommates uh, were uh, a couple of guys that yeah. became his first. Yeah. Awesome guys. <laughs> yeah. One of whom was Francis Xavier. Yes. And the he um, uh, roomed with him, and Xavier was. The big man on campus. Oh. He he was the big man. He was uh, an athlete, hmm. uh, the um, uh, running champ oh. at University of Paris. Uh, he, he was on the, the, the running. They yeah. didn't have teams in those. They just yeah they, they competed. but they had races. Yeah, there was lots and, of competition. And he he won the races and stuff yeah. uh, on a regular basis. And so they so they were roommates. And uh, Xavier's family was also Basque. She's Ignatius was in Spain, but he was a Basque. Mm -hmm. And that's a different group than the Spanish. They were there before the barbarians who became the Spanish were there. The, uh, a lot of German tribes entered into Spain during the barbarian invasions. Uh, the the uh, uh, Vandals, the Van they, yeah, they right. conquered Spain, yes. and the Suevi, Mm -hmm. You don't hear. Matter of fact, I've been thinking about this. If you ever run into some trouble with your football teams, mm -hmm. and they don't like you to be called by different Native American tribes, the barbarian tribes from Europe don't care. The Washington That's football true. team, you can take that. The Washington, <laughs> the Washington football team can take that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The they, Vandals, whatever. Well, well the, the the Washington Swaby. You know, that's not Patrick Swaby. <laughs> no, no. It was probably named after them. Yeah, right. right. I don't know if that's his real name. Swayze. I don't Swayze. know if it's his real name. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, right, right, right. You can't tell in Hollywood what's real and what isn't. Yeah. And so, but if it is, that's probably from the Swaby. Uh, at any rate, they, um, uh, you know, have all this. Uh, they're, they're a different group. Basques are a different group. But part of the Basque countries in France and part of it is in Spain. Xavier's family fought on the French side. Mm -hmm. And Ignatius family fought on the Spanish side. Mm -hmm. Now that's going to be a little tense. Sure. Mm -hmm. This is like having a U of Texas and a Texas A and M yes, family yes, yes. in the same room. <laughs> Great analogy. For years. Great. We understand. Yes. I know it. Totally. I know it. You know what's also interesting about this point is that uh, you have Christopher Columbus coming to the Americas, mm -hmm. but the Jesuits. It was French that came to the Americas, right? The first Jesuits were were from France, right? In North America, okay. Maryland uh, not, area. No, it, not really. There were some Jesuits that went to to Spanish Florida. Oh, okay, okay. Who later on were martyred. Okay, really. Yeah, yeah. Now, mostly by the English. Mostly by the English. Ooh, yeah, but that that's another story. Now, the rest of the story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there were some who came to Virginia. You know, okay. and they were also martyred. Mm -hmm. You know, um, uh, but the, but the, the, but the French ones are the ones we know of as the North American martyrs. The, yeah. the Spanish martyrs are not as well known. No, but there were, there were Jesuits in, in in Florida, and of course there were a number of Jesuits that went to Latin, 
Latin America. You know, mm-hmm. I, I just mentioned that because, you know, I hadn't heard the Spanish side of it. You know, you could tell I was thinking only of the French, but mm-hmm. the French funded, gave America its first loan uh, to start the country financially because right. we were in the pits. You know, we were uh, the... We started off in debt. We're still there. <laughs> yeah. We got out Haven't of it. Haven't recovered. Once. Even more so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. One, one of the first Franciscans to go to Mexico uh, after Cortez. Oh, yeah. Um, it wasn't right with Cortez. It was a little bit after him. That Franciscan was named Ignatius Loyola. Oh. It was St. Ignatius' nephew. Whoa. Really? Yeah. Gosh. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Did not know that. Cool. I know the Franciscans like to tell me that story. <laughs> <laughs> so I remind them, well, that's fine and dandy, but one of the first Jesuits was named Francis. <laughs> it works. Come on, bring it on, Franciscans. Let's go. In fact, that's, that's where I always... Um, it will tease the friars at EWTN. I say, difference between a Franciscan and a Jesuit? Franciscan walks in the woods and he sees Bambi. I walk in the woods, I see backstrap steak and a new pair of boots. <laughs> this I understand. Yeah. Uh, we speak that language, yes. yes. You know, I, I, what, I enjoy your conversation because just, I think a lot of times we think, oh, the the ordained and the religious orders and all of this is too far outside of the layman's reach, Mm. but the influence on the, you know, the home that we live in and, Mm -hmm. you know, and Mm -hmm. your understanding of it, the influence of who we are as farmers and, Mm -hmm. you know, ranchers and hunters. And, uh, it's really the root of how our, how we got started. And these people were brave people. They put their life on the line. The Jesuits that came over, Mm -hmm. I mean, they were on a mission and they were martyred and Mm -hmm. they were scalped by, you know, uh, natives Mm -hmm. and it was tough. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. And here's one of the things that, you know, we started off talking about creation. Oh yeah. And how this one, this key notion goes back to these spiritual exercises Mm -hmm. That St. Ignatius learned in this struggle with his own conversion in the process of life. He said that uh, in the first principle and foundation that everything is created for the glory of God and everything Mm -hmm. is good. Mm-hmm. Now he didn't make that up. Sure. Yeah. This is something that comes from Genesis chapter one that you know, as soon as the Blessed Trinity prepares creation, mm-hmm. you know how it says in the beginning, in the first verses, Bereshit bara Elohim et ha-shemayim ve-et ha-aretz v'ha-aretz hayet ha-tohu v'avohu v'choshech ha-penei ha-mayim v'ruach Elohim erchefet ha-penei ha-mayim. Remember that? And no, so- sure. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. I say it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Your kids speak in Hebrew. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's how in the beginning God created the, the heavens and the earth and the earth was a um, mm. wasteless void and the Spirit of the Lord hovered over the waters. Now, by the way, there's one Catholic translation that's not quite right. Mm-hmm. I would even say kind of dumb, where it says <laughs> a mighty wind hovered over. No, oh, no, no, no. It yeah. says the Ruach Elohim, yeah. the Spirit Elohim. of God, hovered over the water. And that word hover, merechefet, is a word used only one other time in 
I believe it's Deuteronomy 32, where it refers to an eagle hovering over its nest, the, you know, in order oh, to yeah. induce its young to to start learning to fly. You know, they'll, oh. they'll hover over, flapping their wings to encourage their young to start to fly and, yeah, um, yeah. before they pick them up and throw them out the nest. It's like a so, growing up. Oh, yeah. And so, um, and then after that preparation, God said, let there be light, and there was light. Mm. And God saw that the light was good. Mm-hmm. And every time God creates something, he says it's good except for the firmament. Ah. And the second day, he huh. created the firmament to separate the waters above and the waters below. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it doesn't say it was bad, just didn't say it was yeah, good. He didn't. Huh. Yeah. Now, it wasn't good yet because he hadn't finished. No, 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 yeah. no. You're missing the whole issue. I missed it. Yep. What's the, in, in Jewish countings, what's the first yeah. day of the week? Saturday? No, Saturday? no, that's the that's the, that's the, the seventh day. Okay. Yeah, it's Saturday. So the Shabbat. So first day is Sunday, mm-hmm. and the creation of the firmament is happens on the second day, which is Monday. Monday. This proves it's in the Bible. Even God doesn't like Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Let's just get rid of it. Oh man, you had me on the hook Somebody's the entire got, time. Somebody's got a case of the Mondays. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You had me on the hook the whole time. I, I know. Oh, this is gonna be great. Yeah. Ah, it's a joke. <laughs> you got me. But it's See, a this real... is why I don't only hunt. I fish. <laughs> <laughs> yep, he got me. <laughs> real the bit. It's so. Oh, but but you know he. That God's creation is good, and then the issue for us human beings is that: do we use creation for the greater glory of God? Mm-hmm. This ought to be our goal: that it's all good. And Saint Ignatius says that's true of a long life or a short life, mm-hmm. of sickness or health, mm-hmm. of riches or poverty. Any one of those is a good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't say comfortable. He didn't yeah. hear me say comfortable. No, no, no. He didn't no. say comfortable. But it is a good. And the Lord, the greater glory of God can show through any one of those gifts. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a long life or a short life. That's why we have a number of saints sure. who are very young. Mm. Yeah. Some of them died as martyrs. Some of them died of disease. This young man that uh, they're looking to have as the patron saint of the internet yes. was just a young teenager. Was he 15, Blessed 16? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, Blessed Carlo. 16, I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Blessed Carlo. Um, and it is good to have a young person yes. as a patron of the internet mm-hmm. because the internet is so typically a trap for young people mm-hmm. when they go searching in the wrong places mm-hmm. sure. and in sinful places. And this is uh, something that we have to keep in mind yeah. about you know, life in general. You, you have our Lord chose poverty, mm-hmm. but there are a number of saints who were very wealthy, but they used their wealth and power for the greater glory yeah, of God. They weren't attached to it. And mm-hmm. there are other people who are absolutely destitute poor Mm. and they use that poverty for the Mm -hmm. greater glory of god and then there's farmers 
who keep getting poor. <laughs> Amen. Ranchers are right there with them. Like, mm-hmm. like the one rancher who won the uh, lottery and got a few million bucks. Said, what you going to do? You going to go retire? Said, no, no, I'll just keep on ranching until it's all gone. <laughs> Won't take long. <laughs> It'll yeah. take long. Yeah. But it's, you know, this is, uh, th- this is part of life. Yes. Sure. And, Except where All you're at, good. right? Be where you're at. And God yeah, can exactly. bless that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, but also be alert. This is mm-hmm. one of the things I've always learned in hunting. Mm-hmm. Stay alert. You know, what is it the Lord might ask you to do? Because, mm-hmm. you know, there are different promptings of our Lord and different situations show up. Mm-hmm. So Ignatius didn't want to stay in trouble with the Inquisition, so he moved to Spain, uh, to France, to Paris, and there he got his first ten disciples. Mm-hmm. The, the, well, nine is what became the first ten Jesuits. In the, in the way that God calls you, Father, uh, and, and it seems as if your apostolate uh, with Ignatius Productions... Mm-hmm. Uh, it, that's kind of front line. You talked about uh, the the blessed Carlo with mm-hmm. the internet, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's front line stuff. Yeah. Uh, and in the media, yeah. that can be the front line, right? Mm-hmm. And to have these conversations. Exactly. You know, and uh, I, I'm always happy to say, I have zero training in media. I've yeah. never had a course in radio, television, <laughs> and these forkakta computers. Who understands them? <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, yeah. And so it's so anybody can do it. Is what you're getting at? Well, I I guess I don't mm-hmm. know, but you know, it's you know, for instance, you know, I look at the folks at EWT, Modern Jellicus, mm-hmm. used to, always would say to me and to audiences. I didn't know how to adjust the color on a TV yet, alone run a TV network. <laughs> yeah, but this is what happened, you know, yeah. that the Lord used us. We have no training in it mm-hmm. uh, to to do what we do, yeah. and you know, it's and it didn't matter to her how many people we reached. Um, she didn't mm-hmm. care. She uh, people would always ask her, "Well, what are your ratings like?" She said, "I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I put this out there with and Jesus." Why does that matter? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And, you but it's just one person. Yeah, yeah. And you know, and there are plenty of folks. That, you know, were on their way to commit suicide, mm. and their guardian angels mm. got them to turn on the radio or TV. Praise and, God. And they changed their mind. Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah. that's dealing with saving the soul right mm-hmm. there. Amen. Or people on their way to commit abortion or something, you know, that, you know, these truly life and death issues, as well as the more normal kind of conversions that take place. So as Chris pointed out, you know, you're kind of in the front lines, you're out in the media, you're out up front. Do you find that you're hindered in any way from saying things that you'd want to say or, you know, that hold you back? Now and again, they sort of pull the reins up on me. You know, right. make sure I don't well, get too crazy. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> you, um, know that, you know, they, they, for instance, at the network, there are a lot of our viewers who uh, don't really, you know, think that hunting is a good idea. Really? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like, always like to tell the story of this uh, lady. I was giving a retreat up in Staten Island, New York. And this lady came up to me and said, For the how can you kill those poor deer? <laughs> and so I said, well, ma'am, do you go to the grocery store and buy meat? Mm. Uh-huh. She said, well, yeah. 
I said, all right. Difference between you and me is that you get hired killers to do it for you. You're like a mafia don. I'm just a local hitman. <laughs> and you know, she said, you know that makes sense. Oh, she's gonna <laughs> slap you or something. Yeah, yeah, no, no. She, she, you know, they just talk like that. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> well, I can say. Meet them where they are. Who yeah, knows who this lady was? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. As a, uh, she was so sweet. She yeah. really was a delight. But Neat. you know, she just said, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> that, well, I'll say that. Uh, that to that point, hanging out with you for a few days and being able to see your appreciation for the animals, uh, oh, yeah. it's I, I can attest to it firsthand. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, it's it's awesome to see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, 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 you know, I, you know, I just don't buy red meat in the store. Mm-hmm. I buy chicken. I'll mm-hmm. buy that. Because yeah. if you say that you hunted that chicken, <laughs> your neighbor might come hunting you. <laughs> Those are called barmets. Yes. <laughs> but it, but. But other, you know, my red meat, I buy, and I yeah. butcher myself. And, and Much healthier. It's not only that, I, I love the whole process mm. from choosing the animal, taking the shot, mm. and doing all the cleaning and skinning, and then I butcher my own meat. Yes. You know, sure. that, that, that whole process, and then I cook it and eat it, mm. yeah. you know, and, and share it with friends and, and, and people who need meat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, I love doing that. I love Absolutely. it. Absolutely, yeah. You shared of a uh, uh, a priest, maybe a diocesan priest, who uh, is a rancher and has cattle and yeah. uh, provides that for the pantry there at the church, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, That's a great idea. Yeah, he uh, he buys these uh, heifers that won't nurse their calves; they kick them off, mm. and sometimes even go after them. You know, they're just mean heifers. Mm. <laughs> I won't say what big city I think they might be from, but <laughs> please <laughs> see. This is the controversy that Joe talks about. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we got to rein you in. I uh, know. See, that's what I mean. That's what I. That's what that also to hold me back. But um, but anyway, he buys these you know mean heifers. Yes. You know, cheap because yeah. they, they oh, can't. Because guys them. are trying to get rid of them. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they're dangerous. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And they're dangerous to the other heifers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so uh, you get these bad girls together. He takes them out. They graze on this one ranch. It's a family that, you know, had been in law enforcement, and they don't raise any cattle themselves. They just want to be off on a ranch in Wyoming. Yeah. And they just, they're just calming down after years of law enforcement because that is tough. tough yeah. Not only now, but it's yes. been tough all along because sure. you're dealing with yeah. Mean bad people. Mm. Yes, That's yes. all there is to it. Kind of changes your outlook on people. When yeah, you have yeah. to deal with the worst of the worst I every bet. day. Yeah. Yep, and they were real, real serious law enforcement. They're, they're having to deal with the worst. Oh yeah. So at any rate, he puts them out there and they let them graze in their ranch because it's mostly empty land. And so I went out there to give a mission over at St. Matthew's Parish in Gillette, Wyoming. Oh yeah. So a couple other ranchers that he and I both know and uh, put our horses up in there and rode out to this place where he's got the cattle, rode up above the rim rock and mm. looked for the cattle and found them and drove them down and wow. separated out a bunch of them to bring in to butcher. And the, the, the priest butchers them uh, himself and puts that for the food pantry. And, you know, since... There's been a change of administration. The uh, in uh, the workers in the coal fields are getting out of work. 
Oh, you know, yeah. so yeah. that the, the people are hurting. Mm. Yes. A lot of people are hurting, yeah. and um, yeah. and they need meat for their children. So Absolutely. this this is a great way to to do it. And uh, some of the parishioners set up an old um, container, and they outfitted it with a butcher shop and a cooler. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. so he's got wow. that meat up in there, and it, it's just a great great way to yeah. help out folks sure. that just need uh, yeah. food. absolutely. That's it. Mm. Man, that's great. That's great. Talk about just trying to find your place and yeah. do. Provide a need. God calls you. Yeah, yeah and, and, you know, it's grass-fed. You have to go to some of these uh, whole check market uh, stores to find, yeah. you know, grass-fed grass beef and pay extra. yeah. yeah. <laughs> for them to eat cheaper. grass. <laughs> yeah, for them to eat grass. Yeah. What's the deal? Oh, yeah. But but he you know uh, he gives them good grass fed beef mm -hmm. and tasty and that's it, it, good quality cattle. It's uh, oh yeah. Uh, they so, just mean. Yeah, they yeah, just mean. Yeah, yeah. What, what, you know, y'all. Some of you have some red heads, right? Oh uh -huh. yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. all of them. Well, yeah, he's yeah. got uh, he's, he's got some uh, red Angus and they're oh, just yes. ornery. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. You know, uh, talking about cattle and uh, it's rainy in there, Father. Hang yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Don't change go the there. Subject. Yeah. Yeah. See, switch topics. Uh, Making our wife and kids. Yeah. Uh, but uh, see, they, this is the problem of being on this podcast. Is yeah. That the 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 crowd's a little low. <laughs> I'm starting to jump over. It. Uh, they put me on high fence over yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. We, we let go of the reins here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're kind of gazelle in your ways. <laughs> oh man, or Mustang. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yes, for sure. Uh, but I was talking to a, a, a guy who's local here, and he says he's got the purest bloodline from Christopher Columbus of the Texas Longhorn, and he so passionately went on to say that without the Texas Longhorn, North America would not exist in its population as it does today. Yep. Wow. And it's just very interesting. Mm. And you talked about you know grass fed. He said in his production. With like a, a red Angus or a black Angus, um, they're not as efficient as these Texas Longhorns. That's why they drove them all the way up to Chicago and, you know, mm, Alaska. Kansas and, City. And Kansas mm -hmm. City, yes. And Goodnight Loving Trail and all of these mm -hmm. um, uh, cattle drives. But I thought it was very interesting that it's just right down the road here where we have some of the purest breed of Texas Longhorns. And, mm -hmm. and again, back to, you know, the Spaniards bringing them over. And what he talked about specifically and one of the only places that you can get it this pure bloodline is right here in a little town called brownwood texas down the road yeah. yes you pass through mm -hmm, it sure. um, and uh but they sell a hamburger there that's of their cattle and it's uh, an organization that uh they fight with the other organization of texas longhorns because oh they think they have the good the real <laughs> texas longhorns but uh, that what they said is uh to your point about Eat, buying chicken and you know hunting uh, red meat that this cattle is um it's healthier than chicken and it's mm. and it's cattle it's red meat yep. so yep. Uh, i'm i'm excited they invited me out to go eat some uh, you know texas longhorn so you know speaking of which uh i always like to talk about this for folks who have daughters which you all do. Yes, six of them. Yeah, yeah. six daughters. <laughs> yeah, God bless you. <laughs> we have I always like to tell families that have daughters that, you know, about how uh, someone I said to a lady I met up in uh, Canada, I was at Niagara Falls speaking at a conference, and this lady and her boyfriend were in their late 30s, and I was at the elevator uh, in between lectures, 
And she said, oh, can you marry us? And he's looking like, oh. (laughs) 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 And I said, no, ma'am, I have no jurisdiction. This is Canada. I'm an American, and I don't have any jurisdiction here of any kind in the church or outside. But then I said, ma'am, do you know how to domesticate wild cattle? (laughs) (laughs) And she said, no, why would I know that? I said, well, let me tell you about it. What you do is you round them up, and then you drive them for three days. And in those three days, you don't let them go get a drink of water. You just keep (laughs) driving them. And then at the end of three days, they are dragging. On the fourth day, you lead them to water. And at that point, they're yours. (laughs) I said, ma'am. Men are no different. <laughs> and and the, yeah. the man said to me on this left, why are you telling them our secrets? <laughs> <laughs> but oh. see, people always ask, what do you learn out there? Well, I learn a lot of good stuff. <laughs> True nature. Yep. Oh, <laughs> yes, that's creation. You never know where these conversations are going to go. Never. Yeah. <laughs> I Neither do I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For sure.